Welcome to episode 34 of the Bob Lab Podcast. I'm Jason Stolakis, your host. We got a banger of an episode coming to you today. First, we got myself and Nate discussing the last bits of the offseason and our predictions for the regular season and much more. After that, I present to you our new segment called Tom's Takes, featuring Tom McCarthy, a.k.a. Tom and Quincy, who is infamous for his calls on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is episode 34 of Bob Lab. Hello and welcome back to Bob Lab. It's been a hot minute since I've said this, but I'm Nate, here with Jason. Yes, sir, and no Jack today. It's just going to be me and Nate. The original and... duo. Original duo. No no harm, no foul to you, Jack. Um, but in, in all seriousness, though, this is our last episode before opening day. I'm excited, and let's get right into it. And we already, I already posted my roster projections. Um, a lot of injuries, Nate. That's all I can say. Yeah. But um, regardless, I'm excited for opening day. That's it's coming up, and, uh, and today's the 25th. Opening day's on the 30th. Five days until the season starts. Yeah. Nate. So I feel like with just with this season just starting in five days, I feel like we definitely have to make some sort of like roster projection. It, more like season projection as to where we think this team's headed this year because you know it's this season starts very soon um i don't know i would say i'm excited for baseball but like am i excited in the sense that i think this team's gonna do well mm, not quite as you've said a lot of injuries and i just didn't really love what we did in the offseason but like let's sort of I think the first thing we should do is sort of get up the roster and see, like, you know, what guys we think are going to be on this team, who's going to be pitching, who's going to be in our infield and outfield. So have you been paying attention to this team in spring training at all? No, I, I typically don't pay attention in spring training. I, I I don't know. Like, I think spring training, it's just like time and time again, a guy has a great spring training, does nothing in the season. I mean, that's happened to Bobby Dahlbeck like twice already now. Yep. Time and time again, a guy hasn't done much in spring training, but plays well in the regular season. So, like, I mean, maybe I should pay attention a bit more closely to just see, like, you know, who might make the team. But, like, no, I haven't really watched much spring training at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched a good amount of it. You know, I, 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 why am I why am I doing that? Um, even though it doesn't amount to much, you know, there's still narratives like, for example, uh, Tanner Houck, he looks like he's struggling a little bit. Uh, John Schreiber has struggled a little bit as well. Um, who else? I mean, yeah, the, Pavetta, he had a decent outing yesterday, but I, I still don't look too, too much on these stats, but you know, I, I think there's a, there's a real shot that the Red Sox do get into a good start considering the schedule they have. What's their coming schedule? Out of spring today? training three and three against Baltimore, three against Pittsburgh, and then three at Detroit. Yeah, Detroit and Pittsburgh look pretty bad, don't they? At least Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, Detroit. I don't know Baltimore. I'm not like you know. Last I'm not sort of like be, being. I'm not confident against them because they were good last never year. Never been. No, never been confident. For, for, since last season or yeah. yeah since last season even last season was a train wreck we barely won the season series if yeah, i was barely but i mean i don't know maybe that's good since they had a better record than we did but who was in last place we were yeah so it doesn't matter yeah um so back back to what you were saying before infield 
my I, I, here's my here are my roster projections coming from the last episode we did and i modified it one there's one change i made uh ryan sheriff i have him making it over uh jolie rodriguez who is projected to start the season on the injured list just and is out for uh i think a while okay um two questions one who is ryan sheriff and two um who are the got who are sort of the rest of the pitchers that look to be injured Ryan Sheriff is some random guy they picked up who's looked good in um, the Red Sox spring training games. I'll, I'll pull up his stats right now. Nothing like eye-catching. Uh, eye eh, that's the Heimbloom way, you know. Good shopping at the Goodwill. Oh, great. They don't have... <laughs> Did you spell it right? No, I didn't. <laughs> 32, okay. Mm. How long has he been in the league for? Uh, oh, wow. He's like, okay, so he... So he had a stint with... This guy's Tampa essentially Bay. a nobody. I mean, like, he's he started in 2017 and pitched in 2018, then was out for, like, for like a couple... He's been, like, absent in 2019 and 2022, and he's 32 years old. I mean, I guess this is a guy that... Shopping add, at the Goodwill. Yep. Yeah. Okay, not, nothing really to say about this guy. I'm like, so what are the other pitching injuries that we have right now? Um, let me pull it up. I put up a tweet on that the other day. Uh, pitcher injuries, James Paxton with a hamstring injury. He what strained. Do you think, what do you think is the timetable with him? Maybe a few rotations out of the spot, but okay. you know, you never know. Um, Garrett Whitlock, he's only supposed to miss one. Okay. With what? Like, what's what's his problem? He's still recovering from his surgery he got in September. Okay, I mean, that's not terrible. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, if he's going to miss one start because of recovery, like, that's fine. You made it... When we had we had a previous conversation about this, and you made it seem like um, it was, much, it was like, a lot worse. So, uh, okay, that, that, that's not bad. It's still a big loss. Uh, Brian Bayo, with... He was shut down early in spring training with uh, forearm tightness or soreness, hmm. which kind of worries me. But apparently, I don't know when his timetable is exactly, but it I think it should be soon. But you never know with injuries like that. Yeah, you be very have, careful. Yeah, you can't let your guard down too much. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, all right, the rotation, okay. Whitlock only, Whitlock's going to be part of this rotation. Is that like a done deal? Yes. Okay, all right, then, all right, this rotation doesn't seem... This rotation actually doesn't seem like it's in the worst spot ever. I mean, Garrett Whitlock might only probably only looks to miss one star. I mean, Brian Bayo being gone, I don't like, and you know he it seems that's a bit that's a bit unpredictable. But Paxton, I don't know. I mean, this guy, I I wasn't really expecting much from Paxton, so that doesn't annoy me that much. So okay, this rotation when healthy, when healthy, if if these if like you know. If the guys are able to stay healthy, if Garrett Whitlock only misses one rot like one run one start or one rotation spot, I actually think this rotation could be decent. Especially you with say sale. a lot of if Nate. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the, that's pro the problem. That's my problem. But like I don't know a, a one two three of Kluber, Sale, and Whitlock. I actually like a lot. Yeah, I mean I don't know how how long is Chris Frail gonna stay healthy? How long is, Kluber is aging? His last, he's had injury concerns in the past. How long's he gonna, um, 
stay healthy for. Uh, Whitlock really hasn't had too, 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 too much experience in the rotation, uh, especially a full season of it. So we have to wait and see for that. Yeah. And then, and then right now, who do I have for the rotation? You might ask. I have Corey Kluber, Chris Sale, Tanner Houck, Cutter Crawford, and Nick Pavetta. Pavetta, I think, can work fine as a. I think Pavetta as a four is like you know a, five. a four starter is actually a good spot for him, and um, Crawford at least and Crawford has pretty good stuff. I'm telling you, like if we get like if Whitlock is in this rotation. I, don't know, I keep going back and forth on Whitlock being in the rotation, but since they've decided to put him in the rotation, I feel like he's shown that he can be an amazing pitcher. Um, I feel like if Whitlock's in this rotation, then I actually think we have a pretty good starting five here. I don't know. I think you need a lot to go right. Yeah. And if you do, I think these guys have got to have insane career years. Yeah. And even then, I think it's average. Yeah, but Maybe like- above. You know, a little bit, but I still don't think so. Okay, here's the thing, though. I mean, I I still believe this. I think that the lineup we have is good enough to where, like, if our rotation's only around above average, that's not a problem. I feel like, again, like the rotation needs to have. I, I I'll say this till I'll say this till the end of time. I think like with this team, if our rotation is stable and you know does the job and you know doesn't have to be. It does the job. I think we'll be fine because I feel like you know we have a really str- we'll have a strong offense that can help that out. It just becomes an issue when it becomes a mess. We're. I said this early on. I don't know if I said this on a podcast or not. Um, someone could get a clip and find it. That'd be cool. But I don't know if I even said it. I said if Cutter Crawford is in your starting rotation, nothing against him. If Cutter Crawford's in your starting rotation, that's not a good look. How, just, just depth, depth. Just, just like, just the fact that he's in the rotation. Yes, is that a, means is you're thin. Because if one more injury goes down, Nate, you're in trouble. Because right now, true. right now, you're that's relieving, very, you're relying on Winkowski to yeah. be your long reliever, yeah. and that is confirmed. That is confirmed. That's, Winkowski and Crawford spots are locked. By the way, that is true. And I predicted that right. It kind of, you know, what you said really goes to show how much of a crapshoot this season looks to be. It's, so it's like, I mean, like it truly is a crapshoot. I think the line, what's the line? Like seventy-eight wins. The seventy-eight and a half. So, so, that's so basically, basically, that is that that that's a perfect way. That's a perfect line for this team. It is such a crapshoot. I mean, like if a couple of things, if 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 a lot goes wrong, I mean, this team could probably win under seventy games. But if a lot of things go right, they could be in the high eighties, maybe at, have mm-hmm. a shot at a wild card. Nate, uh, it's 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 you. Tr- I, I mean, it kind of seems impossible to l- predict. Let right me now. tell you something. You can't win a World Series in April, but you can certainly lose it. Yeah, I stole that phrase from somebody. Um, Do you know who you did? Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. Go, let's go to the bullpen, which I still think is a question mark. I still think it's a question mark because Jansen, he he came out of the game yesterday with yep, the trainer. I saw your text yesterday. Um, but it, it's nothing. It's nothing. Okay. Apparently, he was. Um, under uh under oh, i forgot what was the phrase what was he like hung over or something hung over imagine was... imagine oh they find uh kenley jansen to be hung over during the game uh it wasn't under the weather hold on let me look it up all right okay uh, i'm on chris Catillo's twitter uh, i forgot 
uh, lightheaded from wow. the heat, probably. Nothing heart-related. Because okay. remember, you know how we had heart problems? Yeah. So none of that, right. thankfully. So I still think, you know, Jansen, he has to adjust to the pitch clock, in my opinion. I think that's still a question mark. No, so, you know, speaking of, like, getting a little off topic, like, what – what are your you, you we sort of made I saw you made an episode with Jack about like rule changes. What are your sort of impressions of them so far? Like what you know, do you think? I don't mind it. Sorry to cut you off a little bit. I don't. I personally don't mind it. I me, think it's good for the game. Yeah, me too. Go, it, you know, old, it's like old fashioned '80s '90s games where it's just fast. I mean, guys, it's it's been shown that guys can work at, at a good tempo. So let's get back to that. Right, but here's the one issue I do have with yeah. the pitch clock. Uh-huh. If it's to end the game, no. Like maybe ban it in the ninth inning, I don't know, but but I like I like the fast tempo games. Like it, it's weird because like I'm physically accustomed to like watching a pitch doing work and knowing no it depends on the pitcher, but I know exactly when to look at the TV. It's just natural. Yeah, it's just faster now. Like I can't yeah. I can't type. I'm like oh crap. I mi-, like sometimes I'm like during the spring training I'm like oh I missed the pitch. I mean I feel like that just takes getting used to, especially since. 15 seconds with no one on and 20 seconds with runners on is a perfectly reasonable amount of time to deliver the pitch. Uh, absolutely. Like, like that's the only that the only issue I do have is the ninth inning, like I said, but it looks like I, I just, do you like if, if, if it's like bases loaded and then we, we saw this the first game of spring training, but if it's bases loaded, two outs, uh, winning run or tying run on third, full count yep and a pitch clock violation happens well that's on the pitcher like i mean because like that, that that's what that's all i have to say that's on the pitcher i mean if i am a manager i want to rip my pitcher's head off to not realize that hey you have 20 seconds deliver the thing so i i mean no i, I mean like i i'm not really that sympathetic because i feel like these i feel like you should know damn well at that point how important it is and to deliver it Right, I just, I, I just hate how that game. I mean, I, I do get your point. I just hate it how it, games could end like that. But other have than a, that, I'm, I'm totally in favor. I mean, of like, it. have I'm, you, have you seen? Is that like, have you seen other happened. games like that? It happened once, but it was once. It was once at the beginning of spring training. Yeah, it was like it was a, it was actually a batter violation because you have to, the batter has to be ready at eight seconds. Yeah. And the batter wasn't ready at eight seconds, and they called an automatic strike three on a three-two winning run on third, bases loaded, two outs. That's on the batter. I feel like I mean I feel like that's something you know. To me, that's to me that's like the textbook definition of a mental mistake, which I feel like any coach hates. And the Red Sox, that's the way the Red Sox would lose the game. Yeah, but anyway, um, moving on back to where we were. Um, so yeah, like yeah, so Kenley Jansen needs to adjust um god wow this bullpen man chris martin looks to be like one of our is he looking to be our setup guy because he's like him and schreiber listing second this is no particular order okay uh yeah just like this doesn't i mean that these are our our core three are jansen martin and schreiber like in uh, undoubtedly that does not inspire confidence yeah i mean i mean like the close the idea of a closer is better yeah it is a good idea closer but martin's 35 i do like schreiber but like it just looks but yeah, like again, the depth's a problem. Like, like Richard. Okay, Blyer as a fourth, okay, but just and he's a lefty. But, the, but once you get to the second, oh yeah, Sheriff's also a lefty. That's why I have him making it. Okay, but like I don't know. But 
again, like once you get past the second half, once you get to like the second half of this list, like it looks pretty bad, quite frankly. I mean, Sheriff it seems like a nobody thus far, um, from what we've seen. Um, Brazier, I don't know. He's like he's a core part. He's like a core part of this bullpen, but he's bad, just flat out. Yeah. Kelly, like I think I've seen him. He's like been up and down the minors, and Winkowski, like again. Just looks, uh, hasn't really shown much. He's looked decent, I will say. But yeah, like. But decent. This is a bullpen, again, like, this is a bullpen where if a guy gets injured, it kind of, especially one of the top four guys gets injured, it looks pretty bleak. (sighs) Yeah, if if Jansen goes down, you're screwed. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, look, if the Red Sox at some point, for a long period of time, have to go back to the closer by committee. You're committing to a bad season. Yeah, I mean, do we have any idea? I mean, like, it's... I, yeah. Jansen should be fine. Yeah, Jansen, hopefully he will be. But, like, again, like, it's just... I don't like this lack of preparation. I you know I keep saying this, but, again, it yeah. looks like... It looks really risky, Even, and yeah. it doesn't really look like we're focusing on depth and sort of backup if things don't go right. Even Kenley Jansen's a questionable signing, in my opinion, a little off-topic. Because, like, why... If you're going with a youth movement and long-term sustainability and you're kind of in the last place finish, what are you doing bringing in a closer like that? What are you doing with all these old guys? I mean, like, I feel like a lot... To bridge to Raffaella, Mayer, and Casas when he gets proven, Bayo, Walter... Who's Walter? Brandon Walter's uh, left-handed pitching prospect in the minor leagues. Okay. Um, all right, so how about we, we've spent a lot of time on the pitching. How about we get to the position players? Yeah, we usually start with position players. I'm surprised we went with pitching first. Okay. Um, infield. My, my projection is Casas gets to start at first base. Arroyo's at second base. Kike's at shortstop. Devers at third. And my, and you're supposed to have four bench players. Um, and I have one utility infielder in Yu Chang. Justin Turner can play the uh, right side of the infield and okay. third base. All right. I mean, I okay. think, or he can play the corners, actually. Well, we could. Okay. That helps with the depth a little bit. But again, like, you know, tr- like, I, like, Tristan Casas is like the guy that's starting at first. Like, I don't like this. I really don't like this one bit. I mean, he's a rookie. Like, and, and we're kind of, and again, like, we're banking on him to sort of break out. Like, what? Look, you, you're going to need, you're going to, you'd be lucky if you had a few of these guys, let alone all of them, to fulfill half the expectation. I think you'd be half lucky. Half of their, like, what do you mean? Half of the expectation that people are projecting him to be. Because, like, I'm people, just are, say people their... are projecting Casas to be the next Mark what? to share. Okay, what people? Like what people? Oh, it's, it's a whole thing on Twitter. Okay, but like it's social media. Well, I would say half of what we half of what could possibly be their full potential. That's yeah. that's what I. Yeah, think. I mean, people are acting like like oh, the full potential. I I want to think like that. I I want to be proven wrong. I like I hope to God I'm proven wrong. Tom Tom from Quincy always says that. I hope I'm proven wrong. Me too. Don't mistake, and I want this team to win. But I hope I'm wrong too. Yeah, I mean. This is the type of lineup where, me, I mean, there could be a good vibe and there could be, like, you know, some upside, but just, like, I don't know. 
Especially with like Hernandez at short. I just maybe the upside's good, not great. The downside of the floor, I think, is just way worse. I feel like I mean, like I could like Casas. I definitely could see like having trouble, um, like like you know developing Arroyo. I mean, I I've seen flashes of him playing well, but I just feel like he still can't stay off the health. Health, yeah, that, I was about to say health. that what I was about to say was he can't stay on the field to save his life. Mm-hmm. Yet he's our starting second baseman. It looks that, that's a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, and I will say we have Al- Alberto Mondesi on the IL to start the year. I For, yeah, I, I heard about. Fuck, it. I don't know. They they say they say he'll he might make. I, th- I heard he he'll come back before May. But Nate. But, but Nate, like, the, the, here's a problem. You don't even know why he's hurt. No, no, we do. Well, well, he tore his ACL. Okay. Well, like you were like, oh, sorry. I thought you, you were like, I don't know, as in I don't know. If I mean, hurt. I mean, no, no, no. We don't know the timetable because what's okay. the Red? What do the Red Sox love to do? Yeah, he'll be out. Hit the thumb in the Celtics. Have this. Obs- they're obsessed with saying, oh, they're out for four days. Then they're out for the whole fucking month. I'm that's sorry true. for that language. That's but, that's true. I I, I I get I get what you mean. Um. And the Bruins actually, they're the ones who do the opposite. They say, okay, he's out till, like, December, and then they come back in November. Yeah. Um. Anyway, outfielder, outfield, Masataka Yoshida in left. Um. So how do we think he's looked so far this spring? You know, training? he's only played a lot of games. He's only played a handful of games in spring training. Okay. He's played a lot in the WBC. He looked, he looked, he looked good. Okay. I, yeah, mean- I think he led in RBIs. In the WBC? Okay, yeah. All right. So, all right, this guy in the outfield. Or him or Trey Turner, I forget. Okay, I mean, I, all right, so this guy on the left. See how he does at Fenway. Okay, I mean, we could, Yoshida maybe could be a pleasant surprise. Um, Duvall at center. Um, Center. He's playing center. Okay. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, my God. Real, again, like. I don't think he could be the everyday center fielder. That's a problem. Okay, I'm done. Serious problem. Why? However, I'm... however, you know, if he goes down, you know, Rymel Tapia. Yeah. Okay, okay. Then like, I, then I, I don't. I don't know. This is not unconfirmed, by the way. Rymel Tapia and Rob Refsnyder. Actually, what do you mean? Wait, is that what's it's not? Th- this is not confirmed. Yeah, I know. Like, but like some of these, like some of the things are like, like as like Crawford and Winkowski's but roles. But like, I mean, confirmed. you've been following this team closely in spring training way more than me, so I definitely so, trust that yeah. these guys have a good shot. But like. Again, like I don't, I don't want the Adam Duvall at center field scares me. Yes, I, 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 mean, I like, agree. If anything, have Tapia play because I'm just so sick of incompetent center field defense. So sick of it. And the thing is, um, I, I'll give the scoop on t- uh, Ref Snyder. In my opinion, I think he'll make the roster. He'll, I think he's. I don't if he say can he'll play lock, center, I he's a problem. Putting him in there. Rymel Tapia is a weird case. He's on a minor league deal. He needs a forty man roster spot. Oh, okay. Um. And Jorge Alfaro, actually, yep, today is the 25th. His upward mobility clause comes into play. What in the world is an upward mobility clause? Look, I don't know if the Red Sox even know what that means <laughs> at this point, but it basically means um, he can talk to other teams, and if other teams um, say, we'll offer you a spot on our 40-man roster, he can say, okay, bye, Red Sox. I'm going to this team. But okay. I think the Red Sox do have the first, the right to, to get him on. To, like, the veto that? Okay. And um, no, veto that and say we'll put him on the forty man roster. But they can't veto it and said, okay, you're you're not going to be on the forty man roster. We're just going to veto it. No, that's not how it works. Okay, I think I get it. And then so basically, the the spark notes is basically if another team 
if another team is willing to put him on the 40-man roster, he can go to that team if the Red Sox decide not to. All right, so now looking at Reese, so he's our, so Jorge, so that's the case with our backup catcher. Um, And McGuire looks to be our starting catcher, which I actually don't hate. I think I actually kind of like that. I mean, he, he played very well when we, like, when we got him at the deadline. I mean, obviously the deadline wasn't, our deadline wasn't the best, far from the best, far from kind of like good or what we needed, but like there were some positives to come out of it. And Reese McGuire was definitely one of them. He hit very well. Played some good defense. I think he's a. I think he might even be a guy that's good enough to be a starting catcher. Yeah, I mean, the th- I think I, I don't think he'll perform the level he did at the August and September of last year. I don't. I personally don't think he will. However, I think he has the potential to be a really good left-handed batting catcher. Yeah, and he he's he he has great defense. Yeah, and like, I'd even say he's better than Vasquez, yeah. and he doesn't suck on the bases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, and Vasquez, Vasquez is kind of. How old is Vasquez? Like thirty-two? Probably like thirty. Let me let me look it up. Okay. But yeah, so Vasquez's age might be showing. Well, um, especially for a catcher. Thirty-two. Thirty-two Jesus for Christ. a catcher is kind of old. I gotta say. Well, McGuire's significantly mm. younger, which definitely helps. Uh. Four years younger. Okay. Twenty-eight. That's decent. Yeah, it's decent. And he, I think, he has a few arbitration years left. So. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't mind him playing catcher. Yeah, and then DH Justin Turner. He he'll be ready. Okay, you know after getting hit in the face. He's a, oh, that's good. That's good. Like when like, I heard yeah. about that, I was scared. Of I know I was too. I'm like, oh my god, is this guy not going to be ready? But, but yeah, like um, if he can hit well at our DH spot, I think that he hit well. I think he'll be fine at our DH spot, and it does help that he can play the corner infield if we need it. So like. I mean, catcher and DH, I think we have decent guys, but just overall, like, I'm excited for the start. I'm interested in this team, but, like, I don't know where they're headed. I, 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 can't re- I'm, I can't really, I honestly don't, I think it's impossible to predict where they're going, like, how many wins they're, they're getting. I think the line's, like, spot on here. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, I want to bring up, is the leadoff spot because Yoshida's not leading off? Yeah, I think Cassis looks to be leading off. Really? That's what my dad told me. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like that. Him or Verdugo, yeah, I like yeah, it. But again, like... I think Cassis is definitely the better choice, in my opinion. Yeah, More I mean, disciplined. He, he, he walks a lot, which definitely he, helps, but that that's that's supposedly the case with him. But Give me a Kyle Schwarber. In the future, not now. I think he has the potential, but that's in a few years. That's, but he needs a lot of development. But yeah, like... I. I don't know. I feel like we're. I think we're putting too. I. I feel like not too much pressure, but I feel like we're banking on Cosmos way too much. I mean, this is his second year in the league after only being in the league last year for a month, and already we were sort of banking yeah. on him to be our starting it, first baseman and in the leadoff spot. If we're Again, playing a righty, then I think Casas leads off because Cora. Cora's obsessed with the left, right, left, right. You know that. Right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. obsessed with that. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. And speaking then, of Verdugo, yeah. um. It seems that Cora is like really sort of like being like, is like really sort of trying to get the point across like that this is um like you know got to be the year where Alex Verdugo steps it up from like it's, good to it's great. his year to prove. I agree, and, and I agree 100%. with that. I feel like this should. I, I feel like this. This is. I feel like this is kind of his last chance. You know, like I feel like he's. I feel like he's got to step up from like 280, 13 home runs to maybe. 
295 to 325 home runs and or even 30. He, he, I mean, he, he's come to the Red Sox and asked for a contract extension. Uh, would you give it to him? Not now. No, I agree. What has he done? He's played decent and has stayed healthy. That's a just... league average bat. He's a league average player at best. Or not best, but... I think he's an above league, a slightly above league average player at best. Maybe he's in, like... If I were to just, like, you know, put him in a percentile of just the quality of MLB players, maybe he's in, like, the 60th. 55th. In the league? 50... Just better than 55% of players in oh. the league. What do, what do you think I was saying? I thought he was, like... like I thought 55. I I I I backtrack I sidetrack no, rather for a no, second. I'm talking about okay, yeah, yeah, percentile. Not I'm like ranking. I'm like, wow, that'd be <laughs> that'd be overly generous, but no, that's that's a fair assessment. But yeah, like so I don't know. Overall thoughts, looking at this roster, I think seven I feel like I don't know, I think the line's seventy eight, and I think that's right where I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that's right where I'm thinking. It's just I, I don't love I, I don't love Duval at center. I don't love where our bullpen is. I feel like if two if like a couple of in we are a couple of injuries to sort of guys we're banking on away from this just being a disaster. No, I agree. Um oops, I turned off my computer. But at the same time there's upside, so that's why I think seventy eight's perfect and that could be like that could be around how many that I think they're they're winning. Yeah, did it stop recording? No, okay, yeah. Okay, I thought I just shut my computer off by accident, my bad. Um yeah, any last thoughts? I agree with you, Nate. Totally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully I'm proven wrong, and Same you know here. more things go right. But right now, um, I think 78 wins is where they where they're at. I think it. I'm just going conservative, like saying that it just might even out. The good and bad stuff might even out, mm-hmm. and just I don't love the riskiness of how this team's constructed. So, yeah. Um, go Sox. Yeah. And now, to Tom's take. Alrighty, we got Tom from Quincy. You know him. You love him from Felger and Maz. Tom, what's happening? How much, Jason? What's happening with you? Oh, nothing much. We're almost we're almost there, Tom. Almost at opening day. We're getting there. Can't get here fast enough, you know. Yeah, I'll be there. I know you'll be there. And I can't wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll begin my first question to you, you know, to recap, you know, a little bit of spring training. I know you haven't been watching too, too much, but out of what you've seen thus far, you know, what have you liked and what haven't you liked? Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm probably on the same, uh, I'm, I'm probably the same as most on what is, was popped out as Yoshida. Um, you know, there's a lot of expectations, a lot of high projections for what that kid can do here. Um I hope that he hits what they say. He looks he looks really good. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what he can do for real, you know, when it gets to actual major league talent, you know, everyday major league players as opposed to what sometimes what that what their the competition is in spring training. Um, but I, I <clears throat> again I'm uh, I'm pleasantly surprised by what that kid has offered so far. Um, but you know, like every spring, there's always guys that pop in the spring, you know, Dahlbeck is usually known for that over the past few years and stuff, but you know, I'd like to see some of the guys that, you know, usually do pop in spring training and to carry that through into the regular season, uh, all dependent on the opportunities that they, that they're given. So, uh, overall, you know, I, 
it's it's just tough to judge because you never know. You know, you don't know what they're going to be rolling out. They're they're dealing with injuries already. Um, you know, I, I think it was I think you posted the other day about who's starting the season off on the injured list. I mean, that's not that's not something you want to ride into the beginning of the season with. You know, it's like three fifths of rotation or whatever. Um, but again, I will go back to when people tell me that they have serious depth in starting pitching that they will be able to withstand, you know, guys being out for hopefully not a very long time, but if, you know, maybe a couple turns and uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the best Jason. That's all I can say. Right. You know, we're fans at the end of the day and all we can do is pray that we have competitive baseball come the summer. Absolutely. I don't want, I don't want another meaningless summer like we did last season. No, cause it's brutal to, 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 to try to, to slog getting through it when it, when they're playing poorly, you know, or right. that, you know, getting off to a slow start because that's another thing. Like we had mentioned last night, but you know, they, they, they're playing against the dregs of the, of major league baseball the first few weeks. So it's like, like they need to get on a hot start and it's not easy to get on a hot start regardless of the competition if your everyday guys can't roll out and play. So you need these, you need everybody that is actually healthy, you know, that's going to be out there to actually perform and probably perform better than they are expected to perform, even in a fill-in role. So, you know, they got some depth, they got some bench guys, they got, you know, depth in the rotation, they say, okay. But I mean, I don't know how many more hiccups, and you know injury scares like last night that they're going to be able to withstand. I don't think they have the kind of depth that can overcome that. Correct. No, because I think back to your point before, if this team's fully healthy, I think you're looking at an average team. Yes. With everyone healthy and everyone having pr- pretty maybe career years. That's a lot to ask for. And Absolutely. that won't get you that that won't get you the AL East, and if you're lucky, you'll get a wild card spot. You know that's that's what we're banking on right now because I think this ceiling, this ceiling of this team is uh, a third, or I'll I'll add in a second wild card because I have no idea what that race is going to look like. It could be very competitive. It, it it could shock a lot of people and and not be competitive for whatever reason. But Tom, you and I know the a, the AL is very competitive this year. I can yes. already name. At least five teams who are better than you, without a doubt. You have Toronto, yeah. you have New York, two of them in your own division, two of them in your own division, Houston, Seattle's revamped, um, Tampa Bay has, I mean, they're all, they always excite, every, or they always um, prove everyone wrong. Um, that's three of them, actually, in your division alone. Mm-hmm. Um, don't sleep on the Texas Rangers, they made some sneaky good pickups. Um, and then the central you have, you don't know what Chicago's going to be like, but they could be a sleeper. So off the get go, I think you Cleveland, Cleveland's going to be in the mix too. Cleveland. Yep. Cleveland. Can't forget about them. All those teams I just mentioned are, I think better than the Red Sox right now. And how many teams did I mention, Tom? Yeah. It's like six to More. seven off the top of your head, Jason. That's without even like digging into it, man. So, and that's the pot, you know, where I think I was listening to Maz, Felger Maz yesterday, and Maz had his tears, you know, how he does the, his, uh, 
his sports tears. Yep, yep. So, I, I was listening. Oh, so you heard it. Like, like he has the socks at like 22 in the seventh tier. He goes, yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> yeah. what your team is now. With a $200 like million same... dollar payroll, seventh tier. Like, that's gross. You know, that's it was gross. The... Yeah, I know. Same tier, not as the Oakland A's, but uh, what's that team? I think not the Texas. The Texas Rangers, I think, were ranked higher than you. I, I think the Marlins. The yeah, Marlins, no, was... Jason. Yeah. The Mar- the freaking Marlins. <laughs> dude. The Marlins, dude. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I yeah. think in, they How were the in the tier. They were in the tier. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like um, a direction of team unknown. Correct. Right? Yes, Wasn't that was that? the tier. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Perfectly, and, and exactly perfectly right. stated. Yep. Perfectly it, it, it's stated. It's exactly right. And I just brought up my tweet. This is alluding back to your original point. Ready? Red Sox players to project the project to begin the year on the injured list trevor story that's a 60 day alberto mondesi no idea when he's coming back i could tom i could see him coming back next week i could also see him coming back in late june right and Um, and again he's another one of these guys jason where they're like oh when he comes back he's this and that he's never been healthy ever in his whole career he's never been healthy so why do you think all of a sudden because the Sox acquired him that all of a sudden he's going to be perfectly fine coming off injury and perform better than he's ever performed in his whole career. Like this is the kind of stuff that goes, it drives me insane. It's like, <laughs> let the guy no, come does. back and see what he is. Stop with the, he's this, he's a gold glove caliber defensive player. Stop it. Stop it. We've never seen the guy. And I don't care who you are. Unless you're Peter fucking Gammons, you do not know <laughs> shit about Mondesi, except he's Raul Mondesi's kid. That's the extent of what I know. Don't tell me that you know the inner workings of the Kansas City Royals minor league system. Like, spammy. Spammy that. Honestly. So, if the kid can play, great. But let's not anoint him as this, he's going to do this and that. That drives me nuts. You know? And it's like the, people get so far ahead of themselves. It's like, let the kids get healthy. Let the kid get healthy and come back and see what he can do. That's all. And if right. he can perform, it, and, if he perform and if he performs great, <clears throat> fantastic. But, I mean, are you legit expecting something like that from him? He's a depth piece. It's... Correct. He's a He's a bench player. Exactly. And everyone thinks he hasn't played over 75 or he's played over 75 ga- games in his career once, right. which he barely played 100. Yeah. And he, was he that good? I don't know. But everyone's like, ooh, <laughs> when he's healthy, when he can play a full season, he's going to be good. No, he doesn't have the track record of that. Does he, Tom? No. Does he have the track record? No, he, he doesn't. Jason, no. too. And the thing is, he doesn't, he doesn't have a track record of that. And even if he did have a track record of that, where's the, where do you get your projections from? Like, what 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 has he done that you say he's gonna do this this year? Yeah, because we have him. You know, it's like they, so many people do this. You know, it's like just because all of a sudden we got the guy, but consider it a steal no, exactly. or whatever. You know, they could oh you know diamond in the rough da 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 da. No stress. 
distressed asset, man. He was a high draft pick that never performed, but now we have him and he's going to hit the ceiling. I, I, I can't think that way. You hope he play, plays well. That's it. You hope he play, You hope he gets back and then he plays well. But let him get back exactly. first. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, let the kid get mm-hmm. back first before you start saying he's going to do this, he's going to do that, he's going to do that. Just come on, man. Just let the kid get healthy and see what he can do. If he can play, I would be thrilled. But if he can't, I'm not going to be surprised. That's all. Right. I don't think that's right. a big deal. Dri- you know what I mean? Right. No, exactly. And what drives me nuts is like, everyone's like, oh, that's a steal of a trade. I'm like, how is that a steal? How? You're giving up your just- be- one of your best lefty relief pitchers, and you're getting a guy who in the past one, two, three seasons has played 100 games? Come on. I know that's in the past three seasons, say. Tom. Yeah, no, I know. You know, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I hear it all the time, and it, you know, was that the Josh Taylor thing? Was, it, was he part of that? It was Josh Taylor and a player to be named later? Okay, so Josh Taylor got demoted to the minors today. So yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, so are they think, am I going to have to read this now? You know, like, oh, you know, we traded a guy that's not even good enough to play, you know, on the top, on the pro level in Mondesi. It's like, you people loved Josh Taylor when he was here. Loved him. Loved. I wasn't a fan initially, like most weren't initially, because that was a shit show when he first started here. And, oh, yeah. But now, because he's not here anymore, you know, he went to the Royals and they got this kid, but now he, he's been demoted to AAA, and now it's going to be, See, Bloom knew that. He just he knew <laughs> another one by Bloom. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I can already see it. It's 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 almost like it's predetermined what I know I'm going to be reading. He's in the Royals minor league system, Tom. He must suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. I hope the kid can play. Let the kid get back healthy yeah, first and go from there. And if he can, if he can play, I'll be thrilled, man. I will. But until then, right? I mean, I, I don't. I don't put my expectations like that. I don't. I, I don't. I don't set those expectations for these people coming off injury. It's. It's just because yes. then you, if they can't come back, or if they do and they have and they're a shell of themselves, you, your disappointment goes through the roof. James Paxton last year, right? Countless. He was supposed to. Wasn't he supposed to come back in August? Oh, yeah, then he just, had a setback. Kept kicking the can down the road. Just come out and say the guy can't fucking pitch, dude. And then they're like, "Oh, he's gonna pitch four start. He's gonna pitch four games, which are gonna be the most, like the four most important games." I'm like, "Are you kidding? No, they're not. No, like, they're I not. don't care. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather experiment with younger guys than rush James Paxton. Like, come on. <laughs> and speaking of, he'll spe- he'll start the year on the injured list too. Right. Not even an arm related injury too. No. Ugh. Yeah. No. It's and that's the kind of stuff, you know that where my concerns lie you know and i've been we've talked about this a lot you know it everything hinges on health with this team everything you know it, it, sale paxton you know i don't pin you know hinge anything on mondesi but still you know it's when you start saying that you've acquired all these depth pieces and now the depth pieces are hurt right 
So <laughs> if you need, you needed these people to be able to fill in for the guys that are hurt, the stories of the world, you know, and now these oh. guys are hurt. Well, they're coming off injury or they're not ready on time. And then what do you do? You know, and that's the kind of stuff where it's just like, I love people's optimism. You know, Taylor's the best. Like he, he is just, he comes out and says it. He's like, listen, get the fucking duck boats ready. I, I mean, I love, this. I love Taylor. Oh, I love him. Like, His optimism on Twitter. dude. He's great. He's great. And, um, I, I mean, I appreciate that because I, as we know, I'm not as gung ho as some other people are, <laughs> but no, Tom, Tom, you're the, you're the anti Red Sox I, fan. I, don't you know? And the thing is, it's like, I'm so not, but it's like, you're going to get I just, you're going to be proven wrong. Tom. I, just, I hope I am. And that, that's why when people come at me, I'm just like, you guys, you're misunderstanding. Like, you're misunderstanding. <laughs> like, I want them to be bad. I don't. I don't want that at all. I want the exact opposite of that. But at the same time, I know how to set expectations. You know, I know how to be realistic. And I'm a huge, I've been a Sox fan since I was fucking eight. I'm almost 50, you know? So it's like. <laughs> I've watched this team in and out every game since I was a kid. And I've learned very young to not get too crazy. You can love the team they assembled, but at the same time, you have to understand that there is going to be things that happen during the course of a season. And you might have the best fucking thing on paper going into the year. It happened a few years back when they thought they were going to be legendary, you know, expecting a hundred wins and all this crap. And, Stuff happens, man. And it can be for whatever reason. But when you're dealing with health first, where that's the biggest concern for your team, that's a tough way to go into the season. I don't know why that's so hard for people to grasp. Tom, if, if we haven't said this once, we've said it a million times. On paper, your team's decent. But baseball isn't played on paper, is it, Tom? No, it is not. Is it? It, it, it is it, not. It, and reality the nerds feel it is, but you know it's not. Stuff happens. Stuff God, happens. Dude, the nerd, the nerds too. Dude, they're like, dude, uh, Adam Duvall has hit. He's the first player in MLB history to hit three home runs while having a mom that starts with the letter M, <laughs> and 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 have a leg that's ten inches long from the ankle up, yeah. or something like that. You know, some like random. Oh stat. yeah, no, like, it's insane. Good. It's insane. Where's his value? Like, Jesus, does that reflect his value? I hope Duvall hits 50 <laughs> home runs. That would be great. My issue isn't his power. My issue is that he strikes out 200 times. I don't like the profile of players like that, to the Joey Gallows of the world. They can hit the shit out mm-hmm. of the ball when they get a hold of it, but they strike out so much. And it's just like, I've talked to you about this before. When I was younger, there was always like one guy on each team that had that pop that just struck out like, you know, every it's, it felt like every other at bat, you know. And I grew up with the Rob Diaz and the Incavelias and all these guys where they'd be like one guy per team. But in the past few years, the nerds have um, valued them more because of the way that they put their teams together. You know, the three true outcomes and all that crap stuff that goes just I have no time for. I, I miss the days of Boggs and Tony Gwynn and Molitor that can the art of hitting. Right? Like mm-hmm. who in the world now can, can legit hit? It feels like they're 
they're few and far between, and that's that bothers me. It's like th- th- it's either, and they, and they don't care if a guy bats one ninety and strikes out two hundred times, but he can launch it five hundred feet. It's like, do you get more runs if you hit it five hundred feet instead of three ninety five? Because the last time I checked, you fucking don't. So who cares how far it goes or the Evo and all this nonsense? It's just like, put the bat on the ball. It doesn't have to go out of the park every time. Get on base, man. Knock people in. You know, but this this mm-hmm. all or nothing approach with the way guys are taught to play baseball now, I don't get it. I, I, I like when people could hit Kirby Puckett, you know, guys like that. And I'm dating myself, but I mean, seriously, <laughs> there's not, they don't have plays. I mean, Ichiro, you know, to be, you know, even a little more modern, but still a while, a while back. But it's like guys that are professional hitters, they don't have that anymore. You've got guys that can launch it and they, but they bat 200 and strike out 150 to 200 times. And I just don't like that. That I just, that Ortiz, that kind of, yeah, like, Ortiz is guys awesome. like Manny, him. there's not guys like that anymore. Manny Pedroia, no, Jason, you can't even you can't even find guys that like Kevin Millar anymore. No, he's just a solid no. twenty bombs, seventy five RBIs, two eighty five, whatever. They don't even have them, and I love Millar. So I'm not I'm not Tom. saying that in a disparaging fashion. I'm saying it in oh no, I'm no. saying it like I like guys like him. That's the kind of player yeah. I want to see. You know, like a solid I'm- everyday. He doesn't have to be a superstar. He doesn't have to make highlight real plays every day. He's as solid as they came. I like guys like that. I like players like him. If they can perform the way Manny, who is maybe questionably the best right-handed hitter ever, um, with, with, with tease with the clutch and the power, then great. But I don't need that. It's awesome to have it. But I just need guys that are solid baseball players. I don't need the flash. I don't need any of that shit. So from what I've been being sold this year, they're like, well, this team resembles 2013. And I fight back on that because the comparisons, I get the personality makeup of the guys they brought in, which I like. I like when they get, you know, get, get good guys, good guys, good clubhouse guys, solid guys or whatever, personally. But to compare them to 2013, who's Ortiz? Who's who's Pedroia? Who's Lester? Who's Buckles? I mean, you can't go down the roster. I don't think people remember. You know, I don't think people really remember who was on that team when you start saying, I'm getting vibes of 2013. And some people I've seen, the really outlandish ones, go back to 04. I'm like, you guys. <laughs> 04 was a fucking wagon. Historical team. This group of guys, they may be the greatest clubhouse guys and good baseball players but overall you can't compare them to legendary rosters that that this team has put out in the past 20 seasons it's just not that i hope the results come the way that a lot of people do but i mean you you gotta you gotta pump the brakes a little bit you know comparing a team to uh a very improbable world series winner in 2013 so right that just clicked for them but there was players in place, mm-hmm. established superstar players. And right now, this team doesn't have that. The only superstar player that you have now is Devas and used to be Sale. But other than that, they're not. They don't have any of that. They don't have any of that that the 13 team had. 
you know. But chemistry-wise, I can see it all working. Absolutely. That'd be awesome, to be honest. But I just I don't go in with expectations like that because you're going to be disappointed if they don't hit it. <laughs> I just I learned a long yeah. time ago to not do that. It's like because if you start to see, you think they're going to win 95 games and they start off two and 12, and they're already eight games out of first after you know 14 games. It's like they I personally don't think that they have what it would need to come back through that. Especially when you start the season playing against the teams that aren't very good. You're not even hitting the hard part. You know? So right. this those are those are just some of the things I'm talking about. Get guys that just fucking hit, for Christ's sake. But I mean, that's the way baseball is now. A lot of teams don't have those guys. They're like few and far between. It, yeah. And going back to your point, you know, I was I was gonna say, um, you know, even if we got guys like Malar, Pedroya, Ortiz the advanced stats will find something evil in them, find something bad in them. That's baseball this this yeah, day. Yeah, I know. Time. It's They're brutal. no complete players. They'll find something bad like, oh, my God, he has, he has a XWC WZB <laughs> plus of, of 5 or 102, which is average. He's not a good player. Dude, you know, you They'll know find what, something You know, like when that. I watch baseball, like I – I get yelled at by younger people all the time. I think Milliken has yelled at me before. Um, <laughs> it's uh, just the way that I watch baseball and the way that, uh, you know, plays that I like and why I like them. Um, it turns that uh, pretty much that it's like, oh, so everyone I like just sucks analytically. <laughs> so it's like, okay, the analytics aren't good because I don't know what is what. I don't want to do math when I watch baseball. So it's like, I don't need algorithms and I don't need to figure out the formulas on what makes you think this guy's better than this guy. But somewhere out there, someone has an algorithm to tell me that Bobby Dahlbeck is better than fucking Manny. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. somewhere there's something out there. And if, because what I found they do is if they have a certain opinion of a player, they create the algorithm that, that proves their point. Right. So, and mm-hmm. I can't, I, you're not allowed to say I test around younger people anymore. You know, it's like, I just know what I see. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a joke in Moneyball. It was a joke. Like if that was part of the movie. They're like, no, we're going to do this because of this. And the guy's like, we have, you know, a hundred years of experience scouting. You're not going to listen to anything we say. And they're like, no, <laughs> basically, you know, so it's like people don't watch what people do, what the guys do in the field. They, they flip through their binder to find the fucking notes on it, you know, and what 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 equation came up with to tell me that he's good. You know, oh, he, I know he looks fantastic, but his, you know, ball to bat, barrel to bat, all the, <laughs> barrel to ball and babip and all this shit. Bad. You know, I'm like. <laughs> I, I don't even know what any of that is. I don't have the time. Don't or, learn about it, Tom. Jason, I don't have the time nor the patience to try to figure out how these guys come up with these stats. I know who I like yep, to and, watch and who I don't like to watch. And that's what the Bluminati loves to do. And that's what the Bluminati loves. Like guys, like, guys like David Ortiz, for instance, because the stats don't factor in clutch. They don't believe in clutch. Anyone that yeah. has watched yeah. David Ortiz play... I don't care what fucking analytical model you have that says that 
he doesn't do this well. He's the most clutch baseball player I've ever seen in my life. But there's no number for that. Right. There's no there's no formula for that. You know, and I have a problem when you're dealing with professional athletes in any sport that you don't take into account, you know, what he has as a player, like the, the intangibles these guys have. You know, there's the there's the stats out there that will tell you Dustin Pedroia was too small to play. You know, stuff like that. What David Ortiz was a slap hitter, you know, punch and Judy hitter, they used to call it. And he turns out to be one of the best power clutch hitting players in the history of baseball. You know, so like you don't know what the guy has in his heart. Some guys have all the talent in the world, that, but they don't have that thing. And some guy like fucking Tom Brady. No one thought Tom Brady was going to be good because his 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 makeup, you know, of his body and, you know, he's not fast and he didn't have the strongest arm and, he, you know, this and that. But the guy just wants to win all the time. And sometimes that will make up for your physical deficiencies. You just love the game you play. You have you have more desire to win than the guy that's gifted, you know, the, the best body and, the you know, the ability to do whatever he wants. So there's a lot of players like that in all sports that are the most gifted athletes the world has ever seen, but they've never won a fucking thing. So I will take guys mm-hmm. that aren't, you know, look like they're cut from granite, chiseled from granite, Franchi Cordero, you know? I don't need people like I don't need people like that. You don't have to be that. If you look like that and you you perform and you win, then fucking God bless. I mean, you know, good for you. But there's a lot of guys that aren't cre- they're not built that way. They don't have those those, you know, characteristics that a lot of people think that they should have, but yet they win. And they perform at a high level, personal team wise. And they win championships. And I think in the end, people that really love sports, they put more value in players that win. Right? Who still people piss on Dan Marino all the time because he never won. God-given talent. Right? All-time talent. But never won one. And that's something that a lot of guys in baseball, Mike Trout, love him. Love him as a player. Love him. He's never going to win anything. You know, and he's all no. he's content with that, though. And that's just that's the makeup of certain players. They don't necessarily they don't necessarily need that. They don't have the drive to want to win every year. They just go and perform their ass off. But they're on franchises and they resign with franchises that are going nowhere. They know it. But, you know, they're throwing them 400 mil. Well, yeah, I can stick around because the winning aspect of it seems like it doesn't mean as much as it does to some other players. You know, right. David Ortiz again, it's money. Perfect. You know, Dustin Pedroia again, you know, guys on our team, you know, the Sox. So that's, I mean, there's just a couple different things with baseball. Like when you're going into the season and you see projections of what teams are going to win and lose, you know, the Sox are sitting like sitting around high seventies. I think it is. So if you have guys in that clubhouse that are like, Oh, they have, they have us picked to win 78 games. Like what great. And they don't go, fuck this, let's show them wrong. You know, if they just mail it in. Some teams mail it in when they see what the what the overall sentiment of them is, and they don't go out and perform. The hope is that these guys right. see these projections and the character and the makeup of them, which is supposedly why they got them all, um, you know, 
it works off the bat and they above and beyond that projection if the health is there that's all right and i'm sorry about the health i i I apologize don't never apologize tom it's it's your show i apologize okay don't why dom you don't have to apologize you're good um so i mean this conversation just sparked from Red Sox players projected to begin the year on the injured I know, list. I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whitlock, Bayo, Jolie Rodriguez, and Wyatt Mills. All those guys are expected to miss time. And half of those guys, almost half, are going to be in the rotation. Yep. Yep. <sighs> and, how, and how many of, and them, this rotation, and how many of them are new acquisitions? Mills. One. Rodriguez. Two. I'll count Paxton. I'll count Paxton. One, Mondesi, Paxton, Julie, three, four. So four. four of them. That's awesome. Yeah. If you want to include Bayo because he was a minor leaguer, five. I, I just think any time that you're going into the season with, you know, more than, you know, the majority of rotation. Look at the Yankees. <laughs> they might be worse than us. Uh, the, the guy's going into the season on the injured list. That's not any way to stop a year. That's all, you know. Um starting rotation health is huge and the fact that guys like Bayo and Whitlock are starting off and it's a precautionary measure they say and I say that you know you're only being precaution it's only precaution because they're not fully healthy if they were fully healthy you wouldn't have to do that you know um I get being being wary of guys coming back but at the same time if they were healthy you wouldn't have to limit them you know, and that's right. that's all. That's all. Exactly. I, that's all I mean when I say it. You know, uh, is it, hopefully, you know, they miss a couple turns in the rotation and they're back and everything is working and everything looks good and great. But I, I just, I get nervous any time that they say, oh, yeah, he's going to start the season on the injured list, and yeah, we got to see how he's going. <laughs> it's nothing major. It's just we're being cautious and this and that. It's like. Healthy players don't have to. You don't have to be cautious with healthy plays, right? <laughs> and here's the thing. And here's the thing, Tom. I am. I said this before. I think I said before. There's one guy I'm confident in that can throw 150 innings. I'm gonna change yeah. that to zero because when every if everyone's healthy, then Nick Pavetta is gonna be in the bullpen. So that's why it's zero. And that's a mistake I in my agree. opinion. But I think he's the odd like one out Pavetta. there. Actually, I, I'd love to see him in the rotation. Um, but, you know, the nerds see something else, I guess. You know? What do you mean, Tom? What do you mean? He he's he has like a ERA, XMTF3, I don't know, of, of, of like zero. They should he just sucks. make a category of stats that just say, Tom has no fucking idea what any of these are. You know? I have no clue what those advanced metrics are. I... I I get a headache even trying to read them. You know, there's like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, the plus, the plus added to the stat drives me nuts or expected stats drive me nuts. It's like the expected. Oh no. You know, I mean, the wool was one thing. I still haven't grasped that thing. And then they changed it like three times. So I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, I guess supposedly it means that the per- the guy you're talking about is that many more wins a year better than his replacement, I think. But then they changed that formula right. too. And I just haven't had the time to even, well, the want to try to figure it out. 
And Tom, when you understand it, they're going to they just change fucking it change because it again. It goes to, they, it, they change the stats <laughs> based on the agenda. Because if they have a certain right. stat that says this guy is poor at this, but he performs, then they have to alter the stat because the feeling is about the player. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. Right. oh, we didn't think he could do this, but now he does, but we don't like him, so change it. <laughs> change it so right. this guy that we don't like actually, it's it's the stat will say that this is why we don't like him because the reason that we didn't like him before, he actually is pretty good at, which means they misjudge. And, and, and mathematicians <laughs> don't like to misjudge. And and they'll add a stat, and then they'll change the stat to add another freaking uh, advanced Correct. math trick in. Yes, right. So now, now, Jason, it's awesome. now it takes it's funny four advanced metrics to make up the one number, as opposed to the way it used to be, where hey, if you knock someone in, that was an RBI. Now it's well, hold on, because there was only one guy on, and it was uh, sunny, and it was Sunday afternoon, and the guy's a lefty. And so, actually, he really can't hit righty. So that he's better against lefty. So we got to factor in the probability of him getting because he was a lefty. So we got to kind of take. Don't hold as much weight in that. He hits lefties all the time. It's like wow, Tom, Tom. They it all. Oh my god, I, I can't speak. Nowadays, it's like matchups. They'll they'll find this advanced stat and say. We're bringing in this relief pitcher to face these guys because of, I don't know, BIP, mm-hmm. BIP plus, you know, like, fine, whatever. <laughs> and then he still gets shelled. That's the funniest part. It's like, well, maybe the advanced stats aren't aren't that good. Um, well, yeah, I mean, back to, to relating to your point about you know, Nick Pavetta, he is the odd one out, and... He he has the ability to pitch five or 150 innings for this team, but this team is very superstitious on he has to start. He has to start. Tom, he has to start. Bayo has to start. Whitlock has to start, even though he's been a dominant reliever. Hopefully he doesn't turn into a bard. Um, Paxton oh, never, never was a bullpen arm. Has to start. It drives me nuts. Yeah, no, I think Pavetta is the one guy that they have on that staff that goes out and performs every single turn in the rotation. Absolutely, you know that he just is, he's as saw he's as solid as they come. You know, no, absolutely. So, um, I'm a, I'm a fan of him. I like to see him. I like his intensity. He's a little bit of a nut, which is cool. <laughs> um, you know, but he brings it every time he goes out there. He pitches hard, and he he gets touched up every once in a while. Which that's I'm all right with that because overall, you know what the guy has. You know, he's got balls, and he he doesn't back down from anything. A lot of guys get skittish, and he don't. Like he's kind of crazy. Um, so I, I like to sing him more. I, I wish that he was in there every day, you know, every turn. But um, I just think with some of the concerns that the other guys have health-wise, that he might end up in the rotation a lot more. That's my prediction. Necessarily. That's my prediction. Cora's right? going to be like, Nick Pavetta's going to the bullpen when everyone's healthy. I'm like, um, do you even see a world where everyone's healthy? No. <laughs> that's my that's my, my that's my line of thought. I just don't see it. No, I really don't. 
Um, you know, in our last couple minutes, Tom, what's your, yep. uh, you know, the Sox have, uh, three games with the Orioles, three games with the Pirates, and then they go to Detroit for three. That's the first three series of the year, but I want to go to the first game of the season. You know, what's your score prediction for opening day? Um, honestly, I, I, I pitch a, I pitch a, I pitch a Sox win, but Maybe even like it's going to be a one run game, maybe even an extra inning game. Um, six, six, five ish. Um, oh, really? Five, four, something like that. Uh, I, I picture Dev is to start the season the way that we all hope he's gonna, and he's he'll probably launch one, uh, which will be nice. But overall, I think that the I think the start and pitching. Is gonna, you know, I think both guys are probably gonna go, you know, five, maybe, hopefully. Kluber looked good in the spring, so hopefully he carries that over. Um, you know, my concerns always lie in the bullpen, always have. Um, so I'm not sure uh, if they, you know, they may go into the sixth or seventh with a with a, a multi run lead, but I'm not convinced that the bullpen will be able to hold it. Uh, but yeah, I picture them probably eking one out. You know, uh, but again, I won't be surprised with 10 to one the other way. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, it's just, everything is so up in the air. Like it's like the, uh, there's polar opposites of the, what the possible outcomes are in every aspect for this team. I feel, Yeah. you know, like the, the, the the middle is so huge. (laughs) So I, I picture a close game, one run game either way. Um, but again, I could see blowouts either way as well. Um, so, you know, I'm hardly a prognosticator like that, but uh, I picture a close game. One run, one run in the end, I think is going to get it done. Do you want my biased Red Sox view or do you want my realistic view? I'll give both. Though. Which want, one do you want oh, first? Oh, I want the, I want the realistic always. I think, I think the Sox will win, Um, but it won't be, it, it won't be, what you said, like a five four six five, it won't be. I think it's going to be cold. Offense will be down. Um, you know, history says that, especially in twenty twenty one when we opened the season with Baltimore and got swept. That was a that was a joke. Um, but I envision the Sox. If their Sox are going to win, I think they're going to win two one. My optimistic view: they're going to win like fourteen to one. That's my optimistic view. But you know, my bold prediction is they'll go to extras. And I think 0-0, zero, zero, just because... Oh, really? Here's why. You know, we struggled... We always struggle with hitting in the cold. I think we, we saw that last year. We saw that in 2021, other than the postseason. We struggled. You know, this offense... This offense doesn't get out to a great start. We struggle scoring runs. I personally think... And then the Orioles aren't much better. So I think it's going to be a pitching duel, and I think we win in extra innings. I want Yoshida to hit a bomb, and we win 2-1. That's my prediction. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, Jason, honestly. I, I, I just I want whatever way they can win, just win. You know, um, I understand there's, gonna, there's always these horrendous displays throughout the course of the season. You hate to see it start the year that way. Um, if you're going to have the first game be a blowout, you hope that you're on top of it, not on the, not on the receiving end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, I just want to watch good baseball and hopefully they can put some games together early, 
not, you know, with the with the injuries that they have going in, guys on the list and stuff, you hope that they, you know, first three series, people are very high because they're playing who they play. But if they come out of that on the negative end, people like me, you know, <laughs> which some people really just can't stand, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to rip them to pot because I already know what the excuses are built in already. <laughs> you know, oh my God. I already know it. It's like this all the time. It's like, all right. So they said pre- beginning of before everybody was listed that, you know, it was pronounced that they were hurt or pronounced that they're going to start the season on the, on the IL. Uh, I have to be careful. I can't say DL anymore. Yeah. Um, they sit on the IL. Um, they were like, oh, first three series, cakewalk, you know, this and that. I think it's nine games to start, I think it is. Uh, they're like, seven and two, eight and one. Nah, nah, nah. I'm like, all right. You say so because of who they play. But now if they don't and they end up on the other end of that and going three and six or – you know, even four and five, they're going to go, well, you can't go by that because it's injuries. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that's how they, they cushion themselves on all these projections, you know? Right. So they can claim this is what they think, but then when they don't, they go, well, how did you expect them to do that when they are all hurt? When I said that, they weren't all on the injured list yet. It's like, well, can you just cover them yourself? <laughs> so exactly going into the, you know what I mean? And it's just like, be, just be realistic. And hope that the guys that are on the list aren't on there for a very long time and they're back and they they get through these first three series because of who they play, you know? And who knows? If they go out and kick ass the first three series with guys without some of the starters in the rotation, you know, bench guys playing every day, filling spots, and you put something together at the beginning of the season – then that's something to build on. And I think that's really what they need to do. Right? Great. Like they need they need to start this season hot. They have to. Yeah. I agree. Because if, if they if they don't, you know, they're gonna be kicked in the balls all season by this division. You know, so they need to start on a hot note and hope to God that the teams in front of them right now, you know, don't. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not you're not out of the you're not down six or seven games after nine mm-hmm. right right so you hope for the hot start and you hope that those guys maybe stall at the beginning of the year and then everyone comes back and you hope for health the rest of the season and then we see what we got and i'm looking at a notification right now it's a little off topic but now we have guys stealing home that's how you're giving up runs <laughs> it's gonna be a great season tom that is that is something else i don't even know yeah. Alrighty. Tom, it's always a pleasure. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to baseball reference and see if they can get those category of stats stats that yes, Tom, please, Tom please. and Quincy doesn't know Simply a fucking not, thing about. No. <laughs> exactly. There's probably a laundry list of them. Oh so no, there are definitely them put is. that together for me. No, oh, no, it, 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 it's, it will be, it'll be like, uh, uh, at this point, a thousand terms. It's so rich. It's going to be called, hey, Tom, you're fucking old. So catch <laughs> up with the times and figure out what this means. <laughs> Alrighty. Tom, take care. Peace. Hey, have a good weekend, Jason. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Yep, I will.